Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. I am Mike Ricksecker and... Well, you've been hanging out here on the Haunted Road Media channel. Just got done with Edge of the Rabbit Hole earlier. We had Michelle LeBaron on. Really want to thank her again for coming on out. Uh, thank you all for hanging out here in the chat, ra- chat room. You Mad Hatters are absolutely fantastic. And um, the Periscope thing should kind of pick up here soon. So, all right. So, Dear David. Yeah, we're going to get into Dear David and other internet storytelling um phenomena. (laughs) Uh, But mostly that one, because that's kind of the one that I'm really prepared for here. Um, The shirt, if some of you have noticed, you might have been wondering, um, this is, I'll stand up a little bit, it's Fire Fire Sphere. Um, They're a band that we play on Enigma Underground Radio. Uh, Shauna's reached out to them, and she she does all that fantastic work with the radio station that's Thursday nights on the live show. And uh, Ryo from Fire Sphere is actually going to be scoring a uh, new intro music for Inside the Upside Down. So we're really excited about that. Go check out their music and, of course, uh, listen to them. We're going to be playing them uh, this Thursday on Enigma Underground Radio. So enigmaunderground.com. You know, can't go wrong. So, all right. So, and Carrie Parrish is already like, what is, what is Dear David? Okay. So this is one of those... Um, one of those crazy internet phenomenon things, and I'm going to bring it up here. Um, I had it up here. There we go. Okay, so really what this has been, and I've really only just started picking up on this just recently, uh, but it's been going since August, and even Shauna, our chat shenanigator, I guess she picked up on it back then and just kind of like dismissed it, but um, it's something that's really taken off, and most people think it's legit. And what's happened here is there is a uh, New York-based cartoonist named Adam Ellis. Um, he's uh, contributed a lot to Bud, BuzzFeed, does a lot of cartoon work, and I took, took a look briefly at some of his other stuff, and he, he has talent <laughs> um, in, in doing cartoons. He also has a book out there right now. And in August, he started posting all of just all of this stuff on Twitter about his house being haunted. And since then, because of his, you know, really his storytelling technique, and, you know, because it's really not the actual, like, photo evidence, I, I mean, you'll see. Um, it's really hooked a lot of people, and they think it's legit. And the way he's doing it, you know, we'll get into it, um, has a lot of similarities similarities to other things that are out there. So, and I... Um, yeah, Sean is like just someone looking for their 15 minutes of fame and a ton of people who are bored or waiting, wanting it to be true. It's kind of what it is. So this is, like I said, he, he does work for, for BuzzFeed, so he already had a bit of a following. He's verified on uh, on Twitter. And so I'm not going to disparage his, his actual you know cartoon work because it's actually uh, it's actually quite good. Um, but basically, this thing started off, and immediately. It's it's a great hook, you know. It's it's creative writing 101. Start with a hook. So my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child, and he's trying to kill me. Boom! You know that is just the immediate. You're interested, you know. 
oh, we have a haunting child trying to kill me. Immediate hook. And so he goes into this entire thread about how started appearing in his dreams. Um, think it thinks it's something that's crossed over into the uh, to the real world is what he said. So the first time I saw him, I was experiencing sleep paralysis and saw a child sitting in the green rocking chair at the foot of my bed. So he's already going like shadow person sleep paralysis. We already know how I feel about that to begin with. I've experienced real sleep paralysis, never saw anything paranormal. I have seen real shadow people. I did not have sleep paralysis at the time. So there's that. He drew a drawing, a cartoon, because he's a cartoonist, of, of what it looks like. We'll get into some of the photos. Um, he had a huge misshapen head that was dented on one side. I did my best to draw it. For a while, he just stared at me, but then he got out of the chair and started shambling toward the bed. I couldn't move because I was paralyzed. I have sleep paralysis fairly often. Um, right before he reached my bed, I woke up screaming. I had another dream a few nights later where I was in a library, and a girl came up to me and said, You've seen Dear David, haven't you? I was like, who? And she said, Dear David, you saw him. She continued, he's dead. He only appears at midnight. And you can ask him two questions if you said, Dear David, first. Then she added, but never try to ask him a third question or he will kill you. I was very shaken. Having two dreams about the same thing is pretty weird. And he goes on with the story for a while. Um, that's basically his whole setup. Again, starts with a hook the whole storytelling thing, I'm a writer, I'm an author, I know how to do that exact same thing, you know, my mystery novels, here's one of them, System of the Dead, start with the same opening sentences, okay, and so over, over time, what he's done is he's submitted these other different photographic evidence pieces into the mix to support his story, he's never said that it's not true, he just every couple of weeks continues on with the story. So first things first, and it, it appears, you hear the buzzing. Apparently that's Vanessa and Michelle LeBaron going back and forth in a group chat on Facebook. So um, I'm going to have to toss the phone, but I have the, the phone up here for Periscope. Um, maybe I can turn it off. But like I said, first things first is where I was trying to go before I kept getting buzzed. His handle on um, Twitter is Moby Dickhead. So immediately, I can't take him seriously. It, looking at his cartoon work that, that fits for his type of uh, cartoon work, you know, very humorous, kind of tongue-in-cheek type stuff, okay, fine. Submits to BuzzFeed. We know how BuzzFeed is. You know, very humorous, over-the-top, all of that. So, but immediately, Moby Dickhead, I can't take him seriously. Um so, yeah, <laughs> Carrie, what does he take before it goes? But I don't know. Um, and so, yeah, photographs, and we'll get into all the photographs here. So, and yeah, Bear Cave, uh, dear David, I've heard of this. The guy is coming out with a book. Yeah, he is coming out. He already does have a book. He's coming out with another book, and we'll get into that here in just a minute. So, his photographs. So, let's actually take a look at dear David, because he said that he's photographed him. And this is kind of one of those first ones. Okay, I've lightened up the image. The darker one on the left-hand side is the one that he said that he took. Um, and then you lighten it and you see him. Now, he did talk about this 
boy having a misshapen head. And apparently, as you go through the story, he has this misshapen head because he was in an accident at a store down the street, apparently, uh, died in the store, and a bookcase fell on his head, and this, this, is, his, this is his head. I did not include the, the cartoon piece that he drew just because you know, I didn't know if there would be a, a creative whatever attached to that. Um, and Tom McNicholas, thank you for the $5 super chat. Really do appreciate that. Um, super chat superstar Tom McNicholas. So one of the things you can note, okay, I guess he has this, uh, this thing set up on, I think it's the bed is what he had said, but you can see the legs kind of, um, they kind of filter into the, the blanket or whatever that's it. So it's not done right. If this is like uh, photo manipulation, which I don't know. I, I'm still kind of on the fence as to whether it's photo manipulation or, or if it's a doll, and you'll kind of see here as I go through it. But um, so that is David. Um, look, yeah, it looks like he has a mohawk, but that's actually what's happened to. Supposedly, what happened to his head? Uh, Bree Jones of photo looks smudged around the left side of the head. Um. Yes, he does have a lot of followers, and I'll get into that in just a little bit. Uh, Pungai Fungi looks blended in, looks like a doll, and that's, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence between whether it's a photo manipulation. Um, it, it could be, you know, I don't know if he has any skill in 3DS Max or Maya, um, and you'll see in, some, in one of the other photos here. So now one of the things that he's done is he's tried to support this with... Um, you know, other things going on around the house. Like, he has little videos of his chair rocking back and forth. Another big thing that he points out is this cat. Apparently, his cats react to this thing. The cat supposedly, at the very beginning, they, they kept going and hanging out by the front door to his apartment. And so, I'll show you the cats real quick. And here's where I have issues. I, I just have, I have a lot of issues with all the photo. The, the story writing is, is fine, because um, he, he did pick up people's attention, because he's basically playing it as real. Um, so here's the cats. Now, apparently the cats go to the door at midnight and stare at the door. So you can see the, the one on the right-hand side, he actually picked up an old-school clock. I don't know who uses a clock like that anymore. He picked up an old-school clock and took a picture of it. Of course, you could always manipulate the hands of that to be midnight. The one on the left-hand side is also supposed to be midnight. Now, also, both of these photos are supposed to be taken with the same device from what I picked up, and um, you can tell they're two different sizes. I just grabbed both of them right off, straight off of Twitter. So, um, yeah, try to get them on the show. <laughs> uh, anyone could be on the other side of the door. Um, I saw somebody say catnip in there. Uh, yes, catnip could be thrown the other side of the door. Uh, Jen with a $10 super chat. Wow, thank you very much, Jen. I really, really do appreciate that. That That is fantastic. Um, super, stat, super chat superstar, Jen. Wow, thank you. Um, yeah, like Ren Oak, maybe the cats heard or smelled something uh, on the other side. Here's my problem with the left-hand picture. Okay, both of these are supposed to be taken at midnight, two different days at midnight. The one on the left-hand side, you can clearly tell it's during the day. There's, while you can't see a window, you can tell from the lighting that is during the day. 
from somebody who's done a lot of video work and photo work from running a channel that has 450 videos going on now, I can tell when there's natural lighting coming into the room. That's natural lighting um, going up against the door there and part of the wall and making the shadows of the cats. Um, that is not in the left-hand photo, or I'm sorry, it's not the right-hand photo where he's holding the clock. So, um, I mean, it's very easy to take a picture and say, oh yeah, I took a picture at this time. There's, uh, yeah, the, the cat in the right-hand picture isn't throwing shadow because it's uh, from the artificial lighting. It's, you can see the artificial lighting there is coming from the top, so the shadow would actually be below the cat. You can tell from the the object in the corner, the black object in the corner, that the shadow casts downward, so the shadow would basically be under the cat. Um, so it's not casting a shadow because the, the light is above it. But in the photo on the left-hand side, the, the light is coming, there's light coming from behind it, <clears throat> which you can tell it's natural lighting from window. Um, yeah, so that's one of his, this one of his photos that, or a couple of his photos that he has submitted for his quote unquote evidence. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this because uh, I got more stuff I'm going to throw up there and just kind of, you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to hammer it. Uh, I'm going to pick it apart a little bit. And there's a lot of other stuff. I mean, I've only been looking at this for a couple of days, really, um, a uh, friend of mine, uh, Brittany, your channel is Britty44, uh, covered this, I think it was last week, and I was like, oh, this is, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, I took a look at it, I'm like, yeah, this is a hoax, but there's a reason why I want to cover this, because I don't normally cover, just, let's just get into, you know, one specific type of host and, hoax, and we're going to get into a couple other ones just real quick. Not that are hoaxes, but are internet paranormal storytelling things. Um, so that was the cats. The other, here's another one they's thrown up there, which is the lights. And his, his excuse behind this one is that, okay, the one on the left, he's taking with the phone. Light shows up fine in that hallway out there. In the left-hand one, or in, I'm sorry, in the right-hand one, I'm getting my directions messed up. Um, in the right-hand photograph, he's taking that with the little new Polaroid cameras. And he's saying that for whatever reason, the Polaroid camera is not picking up on the light. He thinks this is supernatural. So that, that's his premise. On the left-hand side, the phone is taking the photo correctly. On the right-hand side, the phone is just not picking up the light in the hallway. Well, okay, so if this story here is that it's just not getting the light from the hallway... It would still, I believe, it would still have a reflection. Um, you, the the light, the, all the lighting on the left, on the right hand side is totally different than the left hand side, and the coloring's different, the lighting's different. There's shadows in different places. Uh, it, he, you can kind of see he turned the freaking light off and took a photograph, and he's just saying that, you know. Um, Sean was like, I'm rolling my eyes so often they were starting to hurt. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. Um, Dawn is saying right-hand one looks like he photoshopped it. Um, yeah, in ether shadow, just because you can think it doesn't make it true. Yeah, <laughs> it's 
really kind of like he's just throwing these photos out there and saying, well, this is what it was. Well, anybody can throw it out there and say that's what it was. Um, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous. But the sad thing is so many people think this is real. <laughs> um, it, it's crazy. But, you know, people want to latch on to a story and being involved with the paranormal and that's where I'm going to end up going with this. Being involved with the paranormal, which I have been for decades now, this becomes a major problem because we deal with shit that's legit. And it makes it a lot harder to you know, present to the public that, no, what we're doing is real when they keep getting crazy, ridiculous, you know, fake stories like this. So... Um, yeah, Sean, I hope a real haunting happens and scares the fuck out of him. Yeah. Um, all right, so that was... Um, we're back here, but I'm going to actually turn on a couple of other ones. Okay, this is him at that same time walking. Now, you guys mentioned something about his head. So, uh, Bree Jones, $2 Super Chat. Thank you very much, Bree. Really do a thing. Uh, appreciate that. Fantastic. Thanks. Um so now this is where I was thinking, okay, it could be like, you know, if he had or knew somebody with some skill with 3ds Max or Maya, um, that cause look at look at that on the right hand side. You can see these, you know, sunken eyes, and it looks like a chunk out of his head. You know, it. I mean, I've been hit upside the head with a two by four with you know like massive blunt force. Um, this kid is supposed to have had a, a bookcase fall on his head. Um, it wouldn't take a chunk out like that. It would, like, maybe smash it in. Um, probably he'd, you know, have a fractured skull. But, yeah, Renault, is, it's poorly edited. Um, it's just, it, it's really kind of sad. I've, I've, seriously, a, a two-by-four upside the head like this. Um, snowball fight with my sister. I got her in the face real good, and she picked up a two-by-four, and what? Bam! Right there. Um, I still have a dent <laughs> right there on my forehead. Um, but that, I'll, I'll go back to it. It looks like somebody took a chunk out of his head. So, yeah, why are the photos always blurred with te with today's technology? Well, his thing, if you look at the left-hand side, um, and that's from Tom McNicholas, um, the left-hand side, he's he took it in the dark. You know, he was sleeping, fell asleep, took a nap, and then, you know, started snapping pictures. He has some other ones from outside, you know, it's kind of like earlier in the storytelling where, you know, there was somebody peeking in. He had like a smaller version of of the uh, child going on. Andrew Cox is thinking it's a uh, it's a creepy-ass doll. River looks like dummies. Could be. Could be. Cardboard cutout, plastic doll. It is three-dimensional. Uh, you can see some shadowing, so I don't necessarily think it's a cardboard cutout, but very, it could very well be a doll. Some people have related it to, like, Robert the doll, but obviously not Robert himself. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> real paranormal activity. The podcast is part of the Bigfoot family. Uh, that's why it's blurred. Yeah, very well. Very well could be. And then here is uh, here's David walking. So... That's uh, his original photo, um, and you can kind of see, you know, this side is like, it's almost like straight here. Again, it's like somebody took a chunk out of the side. Um, pumpkin head costume? Oh, maybe, maybe. Pamela Ray saying looks uh, looks wooden. 
So that's the original. Here's my lightened version of it. You still see a little bit better. Um, one of the things I have an issue with with this photograph, if you look at the left-hand arm, um, there's light being cast under the left arm. Um, the light is behind the figure, so it should be lighting up the backside of him, which it does in most of this, but it shouldn't It shouldn't be on the left arm, at least I don't think. Um, B3 airspace superimposed photo. Yeah, half his head is gone in this one. It, it doesn't make it does doesn't make sense for the story that a bookcase fell on his head. So, but that's his story. Bookcase fell on his head. And yeah, so a, a lot of people have given him credit for at least a um, fascinating use of social media, even if it is a hoax, um, or they've given him credit for fantastic storytelling. Um, I think his initial hook was good, um, if it is fake. Um, like the very first sentence he came out with, boom. It was like, okay, I'm, a, I'm immediately interested. Cool. Um, but he's perpetuating that this is true. Now, I haven't seen, and maybe he has, like I said, I've only been at this like, you know, I'm less than a week, you know, just picking up on, just looking at it. Um, and yeah, <laughs> lost my train of thought for a second there. But my problem is that if it's not true, say it's not true. Um, I have, and I know what he's doing. It, it's, it's serialized fiction. It's straight up what it is. It's serialized fiction. He's throwing in some little snippets here and there to give you, okay, here's a photo, here's a photo. He's amping it up a little bit. Here's a little bit more. He's a little bit more. A little bit. They do it in every horror movie where they give you a little bit, make you wait. Give you a little bit, make you wait. And those little bits keep getting to be more and more little bits. You know, where before it was, it was, he appeared in a dream. And then, oh, there's somebody outside the window. Oh, the cats are at the door. Um, oh, now I see a figure sitting on the couch. Oh, now the figure's near my bed. You know, it's more and more and more. Classic, you know, horror story type telling. Um, yeah, I wonder if he knows Zach. <laughs> That's a good one, Jen. Um, you know, so... Serialized storytelling, because he's every couple of weeks throwing something out there. Um, I guess he went on a trip to Japan, saw a statue where there was a figure on it that had a little bit of the misshapen head, so he throws that in there. Fantastic luck. Um, there was a warehouse on the street from his house, apparently, that had a hearse in it. We'll take a picture of the hearse. What's a hearse doing here? You know, but any of that is either, you know, coincidental or he could set up or, you know, apparently he found a shoe on the roof in a marble. So what? <laughs> Even if he really did find him there. If anybody's ever played an alternate reality game, uh, and I don't know if any of you are ARG players, uh, this is very, very, very much like that, where you have all these people that are interested. It seems to be real. It plays out like it's real. Now, with an ARG, you, you know up front that it's fake. Um, and you're, you're trying to solve, you know, the mystery of whatever it is. And in this one, it's you're trying to solve the haunting. You're trying to figure out what, you know, who this dear David is. Um, he did, of course, 
you know, ask three questions, you know, accidentally. Um, so it, it's all set up to be this fantastic story, you know, serialized, serialized fiction. I do the same thing here. Uh, uh, go story in case files. Now, true stories or true history, the stories themselves are fictional. But the way that they're told in here, you're reading it in the way I present it is, okay, it's, it's like you just opened up my file cabinet and pulled it out and started reading the case files. That, you know, you're reading transcripts of interviews. You're reading EVP transcripts. Um, you're reading emails. It's all set up to look absolutely true. But aside from the history, the history in this book, true. The stories around that history are fictionalized, and I tell it in a way that is like piece here, piece here, piece here. Totally presented as if I really am opening up a case file. It's the same thing. Um, or like I said, if you've played an ARG, um, it's set up the same way. Uh, my concern here um, is we've seen in others like Slenderman. Um, I'm going to do a bigger thing on Slenderman um, a couple months from now when the movie's about to come out. Um, but we saw with that, now that was one where we knew it was fiction from, the, from straight up, straight up from the beginning. You know, it's an internet story. We, we know exactly where it came from. But um, people got so enthralled with it and so involved with it, they took it to a whole nother level and actually started believing that Slenderman was real. You know, young, impressionable minds. And they started believing that Slenderman was real, and they took it to a point of murder. Slenderman told me to do it. We all know Slenderman wasn't real. And now with this, you know, we're going to have, you know, kids starting to believe that, you know, dear David is real. Well, don't say is, you know, you know, don't ask three questions. I mean, it's total, you know, Bloody Mary setup. Don't say it three times, right? Um, say Bloody Mary three times into a mirror, da, 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 da. Well, you ask, you know, dear David three questions and then he's going to come kill you. You know, um, Adam Ellis is still alive, by the way, even though he asked three questions. But he can get around it because he did dear David in the question twice in his third question. He did not actually say dear David. So he has a way around it. Um, and he also threw in a caveat um, out there at one point where he's, he did say that, you know, it, it could be that everything I'm experiencing has a logical explanation to it. So he's given himself an out. He has given himself an out. Um, I, you know, few days into it or whatever, just looking from afar, uh, being a writer myself, uh, having my own publishing company, doing a shit ton of marketing and promotion, things like that. I get what he's doing. Um, anybody who's watched five minutes of Gary V knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, you know, anybody that's had a, a, any done any marketing knows what he's doing. And that's, like, a, I threw Gary V out there, but he calls it um, attention arbitrage. He has amassed himself a shit ton of attention over what he's doing. And, you know, he had a following before, but, um, and this was as of December, he's amassed 750,000 more between August and December of... of uh, followers on Twitter, and of course, more since then. So he's almost up to a million now. Um, you know, just over this Dear David. 
So, like I said, he already has a book out. You can imagine book sales have kind of picked up. And he says he has another book coming out this year. So you've got <laughs> nearly a million people. I'm not saying everybody's going to buy one, um, but people that are really into the story are going to go ahead and buy the book. You know, obviously. Um, Tulpa is entity created of the mind, B3 airspace. Yeah, um, a, a lot of people, and I guess I haven't really been watching the chat so much, but if you brought that up with Slenderman, then, um, yeah, there are people that speculate Slenderman has become a Tulpa, that it could actually be real now that there's another entity that is latched onto that story. Um, but, yeah, attention horror, well, yeah, he's, you gotta think of this, you know, he's a, he's a cartoonist, and he contributes to BuzzFeed, you know, so all of his um, work is, you know, through a creative means, you know, and as a writer, I understand this, that, you know, you know, unless you work for a, you know, a firm where, you know, maybe you're a journalist working for a paper or you're, you know, with a cartoonist, you could work for a media company or whatever and take in a paycheck. Um, most creators would prefer to work for themselves, doing their work on their own terms. Of course, it's pretty much the top 5% that are able to do that, you know, like your Stephen Kings or, or whomever, but that still people want to get there. And so um, I can absolutely see that the idea, if he's coming out with another book, to get those, amass those followers beforehand so that they'll want to buy the new book. I get that. I have a problem with the fact that it's done off of a hoax. And I am going to straight up call it a hoax because it is. Um, I wish you would come out and say that, you know, the truth of the matter. And, you know, fine. Fantastic. I, You know, again, as a creative person, as a writer, I get the whole thing. You know, I've set up my little ARGs before. Um, you know, I have, I have both fiction writing and nonfiction writing. But shit, as a 12-year-old kid, I did the exact same thing to... First, it was the neighbor kid. You know, I created this entire backstory of this quote-unquote ghost at my grandparents' house, knowing as a 12-year-old, okay, that I couldn't just say the house was haunted. And I couldn't just put a couple things out and say, the ghost did that, the ghost did this, the ghost left that note. No, I actually went up into the encyclopedias, found something local. I'm 12 years old, okay? This guy's how old? <laughs> found something local, created a whole backstory so that when I presented it, they totally buy into it, which he did. I eventually let him know, you know, I, I set all this up. I, you know, I spooked you. Cool. Fun. All right. Let's go get my sister and my cousin, which we did. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. So as a 12 year old, I'm known to do this. Of course, as an older adult, he knows how to do this, obviously. Um, the problem that's going to happen now, and maybe you guys are already talking about it in the chat because I see Shauna, that will be his problem. Um, <laughs> uh, Ether, would I, would, am I so shallow that I would sell myself for a gimmick? Exactly. It is a gimmick. Um, <clears throat> and that's going to be the problem that he's going to have is at some point the shoe is going to drop and the truth is going to come out. And... How he deals with that, I don't know. Because you have amassed a total following that is going to feel absolutely deceived. And I've seen some 
some posts out there where after um, a couple of his last photos, there are some people that are like, um, you know, I'm not buying this anymore. I'm, I am feeling deceived now. But once that shoe drops and he finally admits it or he totally screws up, you know, bad that, you know, it, you are like, okay, yeah, that's it. That's the final straw. We all know. <laughs> um, how does he deal with the backlash? Because there is going to be backlash. Now, there are going to be people that just, you have followers that will just, you know, they'll follow you into the fire, no, <laughs> no matter how bad you're screwing up. That's, um, even if he sat there and said, you know, I, yep, I lied, I totally made it up, it's, it's a hoax, it's a story, you know, you guys bought into the fiction, uh, there are still going to be, be people after that be like, no, 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 it really was real. You know, either, oh, he's just saying it is because, you know, of this, you know, pressure he's feeling from, from the public, or, um, well, it, it really was real, he just didn't realize it, and now he's, what, there's just going to be people that are just totally hook, line, sinker, boom, bought into it, even if he's saying it was a lie. Um, so he's always going to have those. <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of people that, that bail out, and that's short-term gain short-term gain that long-term is not going to work out. And, you know, I think personally, if he would have let people know up front that this was fiction, come along with me for a ride. This is fiction. Like any ARG. Yeah, I mean, you people get so immersed into those that they do start buying into the story and thinking that it's real because it does feel real. Um, and they have a lot of fun, and they enjoy them. Um, you know, in in this book here, I tell people up front that hey, these this is, you know, the stories are, are fiction, even though it's based off a of real history. Um, you know, the the stories in there are actually fiction. Um, so I, I be honest about it. You know, otherwise, I mean, he's going to lose it up front. But you know, really bigger concern for me is as this perpetuates and keeps going longer and longer just the impression of people that buy into it that are now going to go on with these you know dear david stories and what's david going to make them do you know um i'm going to get to the the chat a little bit um i know i've just been kind of ranting um a while here so what do you guys got for me um thana gordon hoax has been going on since the end of time many stick to their stories till their deathbed well that's true um there are, you know, and I guess that's the thing that bothers me is a lot of people say that, you know, it's an ingenious way of pulling off a hoax or whatever, if, if it is a hoax, which I believe it is, um, because you see this shit all the time. <laughs> you know, how many, uh, and I'm not going to call out names on this, but you know, just do a search on YouTube. You can find people that have posted videos of a perpetual hauntings going on in their house that are absolutely fabricated. Um and they've got a bunch of followers, and, you know, they still hold true to that, you know, my my house is haunted, you know, but we as seasons investigators look at that like, really? It's like, it's a neat trick. Yeah, I'm wondering how you pulled that off, but it, no, it's not real. <laughs> but a lot of them will just stand fast. Yep, it's... So we don't know how long he may hold on to that. Obviously, until after the book's released. He's going to want those book sales. So... Um, 
<laughs> Shauna, I can guarantee he's going to feel uncomfortable with my line of questioning. And when we start nitpicking a story and evidence apart, yeah. Um, there's a lot to tear apart here. Um, and Zippy, Photoshop is the worst thing to happen to the true investigator. You know, that's... <sighs> it's true to a degree because photo manipulation has happened for over 150 years. If you're familiar with the Mumler uh, spirit photos, which even um, Mary Lincoln, uh, President Lincoln's wife, uh, you know, had a, a photo taken of her and, you know, there's Abe Lincoln with uh, his his hands on her shoulders standing over her. And basically, it was double exposure photography uh, that was done at the time. And of course, because photographs were a new technology at the time, most people didn't know that. So, um, Mumler, he was taken to court on that. And, you know, the, the photographers at the time basically sued him. And he actually won the case because there were enough citizens, enough people that said, you know what? Even if, this is ridiculous, but it's true. Even if these spirit photos are fake, we don't care because we still felt a connection to our lost loved ones through those photos. So he was actually acquitted, even though, Everybody knows that they were fake. It's kind of a strange story, but it's true. So, um, B3 Airspace. Mary was mental. Um, I don't know about mental. I mean, she was a she was a diehard spiritualist. So we had uh, Michelle Hamilton on last year. Uh, she's written a book called Spiritualism in the Lincoln White House, which is a fascinating read. Um, I never knew how much <laughs> uh, Mary Lincoln was into uh, the spiritualism movement, but uh, very, very interesting read um, about their involvement during that time when they were actually in the White House. So, um, Lee Earl, Photoshop can clear up a photo and make it easier to see things a bit better, um, as long as you don't add stuff to it. You have to be very, very careful when adding stuff to it if you're adding stuff because of, you know, the lighting. The lighting is what always gives it away. Um, if you do not get that shadowing just impeccable, you can tell. And on that last photograph, it was like, you know, the, the lighting on the left arm, you know, it there shouldn't be light right there. You know, I mean, if it's a, if it is a doll and not Photoshopped, then I'm not sure how the light is being cascaded right there, but, um, you know, that was the one to me because I, I, I was thinking a doll up to that point. And then I saw that photograph. I was like, wait a minute. The light shouldn't be right there. So, um, what else you guys got? Uh, Pungai, Fungi, digital format, really spill the death knell, photographic as evidence. Um, it, it, it makes it difficult. Um, basically, with any photograph, photographic evidence these days, you have to trust the person. You know, like I know anything I capture, anything Shauna captures, um, and others that I trust in the field. Um, I, I know basically I know who I can trust. Um, others, not so much. Now, stuff that I'll just—I know this is a little bit off topic. Things I'll immediately throw out, like almost almost every single time, uh, reflection photos, anything captured out of a mirror or a window or whatever, uh, because you don't know what's behind the photographer or what may be off to the sides. And that could be, depending on the lighting or what have you, that could be causing that reflection in the window and could be just us matrixing what we're seeing in the window. Um, so uh, unless I get to a specific location or they show me somehow a panoramic view of here is everything that was around me, 
I almost always throw those out. Um, so um, what else you got? Uh, every president dreamed of their own death. Interesting. Um, spooky stuff in the White House. Yeah, um, a lot of people do um, do have ghost stories out of the White House. It's uh, it, interesting. I mean, the White House has been around for a couple hundred years, at least the shell of it. Uh, inside of uh, some years ago, the the entire inside of the White House was gutted and they rebuilt it for security purposes and all that. So, um, what else you guys got? Uh, Mr. Hatman would scare him good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, well, I appreciate that. Uh, you like the honesty. Yeah, you know, and like I said, I, I get, I get what he's trying to do and, you know, drum up attention through, you know, a method of storytelling through Twitter. I just wish that he would have been honest about it and said that. Yeah, it, it's not real. And you don't have to say, hey, this is a hoax, you know? Just, you know, and you could even separate it a little bit, like maybe a week beforehand, like I'm going to start, I'm going to start with a new story, you know? Um, I, you know, I have something entertaining that I think you guys might like, and we're going to try this and totally treat it like an ARG. You know, here's, you know, here's the story. Here's the photographs. Here's, you know, what's going on. Um, you know, and as long as his storytelling is good, then, you know, he could still, you know, enthrall people and capture them and get them involved with what he's presenting. Um, that's happened plenty of times. I mean, we've seen it with Slender Man is actually a fantastic example of that, um, where people got way involved with it, too much so. Um, you know, but... As long as it's good storytelling, it's going to hook people. And like I said, his very first post on this whole thing was actually a very good hook. Um, you know, it, it you know it would make me want to continue reading. It was good. Um, you know, and, and other ones that are out there. I know in the uh, description of tonight's show, I threw in Charlie Charlie. That's another one. Um, it's a neat physics trick. You know, but that's another one where. You know, I mean, kids are doing the Charlie Charlie thing and scaring themselves senseless over it, where it's just a neat little physics physics trick with a couple of pencils. You know, uh, people scared themselves silly with with Bloody Mary. You can you know you can uh, search the snot out of uh, any of these different like little games, uh, you know, on YouTube. And, you know, just try them out. They got ones where you're sitting in bathtubs and, you know, you got to say certain things and do different things. And, you know, all these, you know, different things are supposed to happen, you know. And they're, they're neat little stories, little urban legends, you know. Fun stuff for the kids to do at home that have more, like, creepy, spooky side to themselves, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, just, just be honest about it. Um, Shay, the mind is a powerful thing. Yeah. Um, Don, Slenderman got stupid here in my county in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, again, it's, it's one of the, see, this is kind of tough for me as, as being a creative person and being a writer, um, is that I understand, I, under, I understand storytelling and I understand you're trying to build an audience, uh, because ultimately, at least for me, um, 
there's a couple different things I'm trying to do with, with my writing. You know, one is, uh, you know, through my nonfiction stuff is education. It's what I do with the videos. That's where, that's where the video started. You know, go, my, my first one's Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma. It was a, my book, Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma, all true ghost stories from around the state of Oklahoma. I started the videos as a way to complement the books, as another way to tell the stories that were in, that was in the book. Um, it basically, it's blown up to what it is now, you know, um, where we're doing these shows and, and all of this stuff. So it's, it's, you know, started off as, as an education thing. Um, it still is, you know, I, we're all learning together in this, you know, we're, we're going to these different locations and we're learning things about, um, you know, these people that, that lived there, that died there. Um, the, the locations, the buildings themselves have a story to tell. So, it's an education side of it. We're helping these different locations try to raise money through some of the different books that we're selling. You know, so it's grown. You know, there's also an entertainment side to it, you know. Um, you know, some of the books that I have are, you know, fiction books. Um, you know, my mystery novels and ghost story and case files, you know, it is it is fiction. My Campfire Tales Midwest book, again, another one based on real history, but they're campfire tales, you know, so they're embellished. But I straight up tell you that, you know. Um, so there's an entertainment side to it because, you know, ghost stories are, a lot of us in the field, you know, like the paranormal movies and we know that, you know, they're not real. Um, we like that sort of stuff. So we like the we like the mystery and the mystique and, um, and all that. So, but we distinguish, okay, you know, this, this one here is not true, this one here is true. Um, so I understand, I understand both sides of the house. Um, you know, so I understand, you know, him as a creative person, you know, maybe he's trying to, part of it is always going to be trying to entertain people and make people, there's might be a message in there. It might be getting people to try to think about something a little bit through a creative way, through an entertaining way. Um, or it could just be trying to get followers on Twitter, you know, to sell books. I <laughs> Um, you know, could be. So, uh, punk guy, fun guy. Who's Charlie? Charlie. Um, Charlie. Charlie. Oh, what is the whole story? He's uh, he's a spirit that is supposed to that you're supposed to summon. There's like two. I only have one one ink pen here. But basically, you you put one pencil down. You you put another pencil on top of it, and then you have like a yes or no thing set up on paper. And, you know, if you can ask questions of Charlie, Charlie, yes, no, whatever. Um, basically, it's a neat little physics trick based, based on vibrations. So it's able to spin and do stuff like that. Um, but, you know, the kids kind of latched onto that and started spooking themselves with it. That's another one you just search on YouTube for Charlie, Charlie videos. Um, <clears throat> so... Um, what do you guys got? All of a sudden, Sean was posting websites. What did I miss? Um, okay. You said you referenced BJ. Okay. Um, Bree Jones, I appreciate the history behind hauntings, but I think frequently the reason why some teams aren't getting any activities because the spirits who are there are upset that the wrong story is being told. And then Shauna said yes, and that's why we go out of our way to make sure, uh, Make it about the truth, history, and the people who lived at the places we go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think a lot of the locations that uh, that we go to, you know, sure, some of the spirits are frustrated there because of the fact that the wrong stories are being told. Um, I think a lot of times they probably feel like guinea pigs, you know. Um, you're, there's teams in there and you see them on television, but there's also, you know, other just regular teams that go in and immediately, probably because I've seen it on TV, <laughs> are like, uh, you know, hey, can you, um, you know, can you open the door? Can you knock on the wall? Can you hit me? Um, can you turn on the light? Can you turn on the uh, flashlight? What, you know, it's kind of like one thing after another. Um, you know, of doing parlor tricks. And you can have a spirit standing there right in your face trying to tell you, this is what I want to tell you. Um, it, it's not the way you would... This is the way I look at it, is you're a guest at somebody's house. And you wouldn't just walk into somebody's house and start demanding that they do shit. You know, I don't go walk into somebody's house and say... Hey, you know, turn on that light over there. You know, I'm the guest. I'm telling them to turn on the light. Uh, hey, open the door. You know, hey, knock this over. Hey, hit me. I'm going into somebody's house. I'm a guest. So, and especially going there for the first time, you know, I'm almost like a salesman at the door, right? If I just kind of like, hey, knock on the door. Hey, you know, I want you to do this. That's what, That's a salesman at your door. Um, I look at it as you're building a rapport with them. You're building, in the long run, you're visiting a place enough times. Over the long term, you're building a relationship with them. You're building a friendship with them. So like Shauna and I have gone to Mineral Springs several times now, and so we're building uh, relationships with those spirits that are there. Mineral Springs is big. Excuse the traffic outside. Mineral Springs is big, so there's a lot of different entities to um, interact with there. But... um, you know, having gone up there a number of times, you know, we're starting to learn them a bit more, a bit more. Shauna was really um, connected to Captain Minky at the Goldenrod Showboat. Um, so we're building friendships with them because they're people, you know. I'm a person. They're a person. I treat them just as I would treat anybody that I work with, um, anybody that I, if friends, family, whomever, you know, like you guys, just talking to you guys, you know, I don't, I don't treat them any other way. It just is more challenging because uh, I can't see them, usually. You know, uh, occasionally, I might see a wisp of something, you know, um, and usually I can't hear them either. So I imagine after a while of hearing the same questions over and over again, they're probably getting annoyed, but I can't hear them. I try to explain that, you know, like, hey, I can't see you, can't hear you have this trying to communicate with and we explain it to them because we don't know what year they may be most familiar with so they may not know what a recording device is you know we're not like hey talking to the light they may not even know what a freaking light is <laughs> you know depending on how old they we don't know so we go out of our way to try to explain things some of the more modern ghosts if they died in the 80s might get a little annoyed by that but that's where we try to feel it out and learn okay who are we dealing with here so um um, yeah, so frustrating. Most of the new shows are about the fear factor and not about the history. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's about jump scares. And um, that's not what we're about, you know. We, we don't go into a location looking to get scared. We look at, we go into a location looking to learn more about um, about the people there, about the history, about the afterlife, you know. So it, it's a, another way to experience history. 
But we try to become a voice for those from the past. So that's what the books are about. It's it's their, it's a way for those people from the past to have their stories told today. You know, I've done a, in Shana too a, a ton of research finding uh, history that's been lost to time, and being able to tell stories about people that people have forgotten about. So, um, yeah, but Shauna does have freak out and have jump scare moments. It does happen, sure. Um, Zippy, I th there's so much competition out there that I think people add things to keep ahead. Well, and that may be part of the Dear David story, is that did he feel compelled that to try to get a leg up that he needed to embellish to get that leg up. Quite possibly. I mean, it's a, it's a tough competitive world out there. You're right. However, the thing is, again, that's short-sighted. And maybe he is being very short-sighted about this. There's 7 billion people in the world. And while they're all not connected to the internet, um, a couple billion of them are. So there's plenty of people to reach. And while there's plenty of competition out there too, there's always plenty more people <laughs> than plenty more people than they're reaching out to. So there's always there's always people you can reach. It's just are you gonna put in the work to do it? And so he got a quick fix. Um it's not a strong foundation, so in the long run it's going to fall. So look up Adam Ellis a couple years from now and tell me what this did for him. Um, you know, um, you know, others, you know, years and years and years of building, 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 it, but they have a stronger foundation that doesn't crumble, you know. So what else? Um, Greg Rankin, I like how you at Haunted Road Media treat them. Just try to know them and find out... Um, what the spirits want us to know. Yeah, that, that's just what it's about. Getting to know them. You know, it's just like anybody else you meet. It really is. They're just people. It's people. Um, and Lee, if it's not, if it's not action-packed, it's boring, or is that what people are thinking? I saw Shauna reference it. Um, sad truth, people expect action all the time, but in the real world, away from the movies, it's not how it works. And that's true. You know, a, a real paranormal investigation is actually quite boring. So, you know, if we were to, you know, and we do it, we edit our, we edit our stuff, except for when we go live, because we can't, but, you know, all those investigation videos that we've posted, you know, there are, some of them are an hour, almost an hour and a half long, and you will not believe the amount of footage that's cut out of there. Um, it, it's a lot. And, you know, because otherwise you'd be sitting there looking at sometimes just, you know, the same still shot. For, you know, 15 straight minutes. Yeah. Um, so it gets cut. Um, and, you know, with network television, of course, that's a big thing. They have a shorter amount of time at, you know, on YouTube. I could do any time I really wanted. Um, you know, six hours if I wanted. Probably not going to do that. But, you know, for network television, you know, they have about 40 minutes, 40, what is it, 42, 44 minutes, something like that, because they have to account for commercials. And so they are trying to jam pack as much as they can into a short period of time. So, you know, they have three days worth of film footage that they cut down, they take the highlights and they put it into the show. And that's what you got. So when people see that, they think, oh, they were there for a day and 
you know, th- they know it's condensed down, obviously, uh, but they think it's been a day and all this stuff happened at this one location in that span of a day. Um, and sure, some stuff is embellished too. You hear, and I'm not going to necessarily point fingers, but you do hear, you know, stories of, um, you know, the, some of the different shows where they have faked stuff just because, you know, maybe things are getting dry and so, you know, they throw something in there. You know, it, ultimately, when it comes down to television, it's about money and ratings. You know, if your show doesn't have high ratings, then it's not going to be bringing in the advertiser money because advertisers are going to shy away from it if it doesn't have the ratings. And that's where the uh, networks make their money is from the advertisers. So, um, um, the 360 camera, yeah, 360, you know, we haven't posted a lot of 360 stuff lately. I do have stuff to post from the 360 camera. Um, some people really like it, others don't. It's like really, it's kind of like really split down the middle. Some people love it and some people hate it. There's like no middle ground, really. Um, it's, I like the concept. And, and maybe it's just that it's not quite there yet. Um, but the, the concept you know, and Sean and I were going over it at Mineral Springs the other day, where if we set it up at that one corner in the hallway, you can get down both hallways at the same time, plus a good chunk of Pearl's room, which would be great, because then if anything happens in, like, some of the biggest hot spots up up there in that section of the hotel, it would be caught on that camera, because it's catching everything around. And so we've already seen it work. It's just... Um, in darker areas, it gets real grainy, and then some people don't like the movement of the 360 going around, so, um, yeah, you like, look like the thin man in the 360 videos, yeah, and that can kind of happen too, um, I know Shauna didn't like me taking the screen caps out of the 360 video, um, you know what, that's what this guy should do for, uh, Dear David, set up a freaking 360 cam, Set up a 360 cam, put the thing live. Put it live. You can do that. I can take my phone, hook up my 360 cam to it, set it up live here all day long if I wanted to. Do it. Do it. You want to you wanna show that you're not fake, that it's not a hoax, hook up a 360 cam to that phone and let us watch it 24-7 for three months. sure you could probably still think of ways to to trick it but um that would be i think that would probably be um an interesting idea (laughs) um yeah Bree jones oh that'd be good yeah uh then couldn't the digital file be fudged afterward well yeah ultimately there's a digital file that you could manipulate afterward but that's why i'm saying put it live because if you have it live and people are streaming it, people can capture your stream. Um, so, and that's that's what I would do is, okay, if he's got it going live, and you would have to ensure that it's live because you can also set up, I, it's, there's so many freaking ways around this. I could put this live and actually stream a video that was already previously recorded. So you would have to ensure that it's live. <laughs> Ah, yeah, there's there's ways around it. I know. Live would be good, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> we'll see how many perfect captures he gets. Yeah, it's there's still ways around it, even if he was live with 360, because if he piped in a stream to it, making you believe that it was 360, uh, or making you believe that it was live, damn it. He'd still be able to get around it. If he knew how to do it. I don't know how technically technologically savvy he is. I mean he's using he's using his cell phone in Polaroid photos and some some people have already shown how it's been photoshopped. Oh, there was another one and I didn't grab it. There's another one where he um did something with only uh half a flash going off, like flashing his camera and only half the room lit up. And somebody had pointed out in one of the uh in one of the photos, you can see that the, uh, the 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 flash had black tape on it. So somebody already pointed that one out somewhere. Um, yeah, spend 24 hours in his house without him there. Curiously, um, I guess when he went on this trip to Japan, he had a I guess he had a camera on his cats during that time, so that he could check in and see how his cats were doing. Which I don't know why you would leave your cats alone for that long. Maybe he had a house sitter. I don't know. Curiously, he didn't release any footage from the time that the cats were there alone. So, I don't know. <sighs> All right, guys. You know, it is an hour. <laughs> um, we did get a little bit off topic, but I think we wanted to... Uh, I think I covered everything I wanted to cover. I have a little bit of a list here, uh, which I didn't even look at. But... Um, yeah, I, I think there would just be some things that, um, if he wanted to perpetuate this story, I think there's some things he could do to um, say, look, you know, I'll do this, I'll do that, you know, like set up a 360 game, whatever, but it would still have to be affirmed. You would need a, a trustworthy second set of eyes in there to set it all up and do it. Um, and I don't know who that would be, but um, it's gotten him, him some attention, almost a million followers on Twitter now. I've Personally, I think that's what it was about <laughs> to get some attention because he does have another book coming out. And the, the first book, I think, was just on himself. So I don't know what the second one's supposed to be. Um, probably going to be a Dear David. Um, so it's attention arbitrage. It's Gary V term, attention arbitrage. And he has given himself that attention. Um, it's just because it's not built on a solid foundation. I do firmly believe it's a hoax. That when it's revealed, it's it's all going to fall apart. So, all right. So, let's go ahead. Um, oh, our Hunter Road Media tees still on sale. Okay, so the sales with the t-shirts. I got one of the t-shirts back here. So, the sales with the t-shirts are done by Spreadshirt. So, that's our, um, that's our vendor, manufacturer, whatever you want to call it, for the t-shirts. And that was that was their sale. Um, so they basically send me, when they have a sale going on, they send me the codes and all that stuff, say, we're going to have this sale, this type of sale going on during this period of time. Here's the uh, the coupon code. So that sale, the two for 20% off, uh, has ended. But once another sale comes up, then I'll go ahead and post that. Uh, we did release on Sunday, uh, at the end of this sale, a, a new Hunter Road Media t-shirt. So it's the one, excuse me, Black with the uh, with the Hunter, Hunter Road Media logo that uh, Adam did up. So if you go to like the Facebook page at Hunter Road Media or HunterRoadMedia.com, the the logo um, that's on the T-shirt. So 
I think that makes four t-shirts we have now. Because there's, you got Edge of the Rabbit Hole, you got uh, I'm Into Witchy Shit, you got the Mike's Morning Mug uh, t-shirt, the, you know, I'm Just Here for the Coffee, and then now you have the Haunted Road Media logo t-shirt. So, um, all right. Uh, yeah, X Group Home Kid, we're also getting into, that's interesting into how easily it is to manipulate media and make people believe what one chooses to be reality. Yeah, and and really, like I said, even if he was to come out and say that um, that it was all a hoax, there are still going to be people that believe it was real. There will still be people that believe it was real, even if he says it was a hoax. So, um, let's see. Shauna, I think that the HRM shirt should have the website link under the image. Probably, because right now it's just it's Haunted Road Media. So I could have put that, and I could easily do that, even though it would be going away from Adam's design. Just switch that out from Haunted Road Media under it to say www.hauntedroadmedia.com. And Dawn Spooky Spectacular loves her hoodie. Awesome. Um, we're also going to be looking at doing beanies. So it's a different type of graphic I have to put together to make that happen. So uh, B3 Airspace dances in her huge T-shirt. All right. Very cool. Um, and yeah, Shauna does wear her rabbit hole sh uh, hoodie a lot. So very cool. I do appreciate all of that. <laughs> and I do appreciate the, uh, the super chats again, our super chat superstars, uh, have to throw it out there again. So, um, Tom McNicholas, thank you very much. Um, uh, superstar, super chat, superstar, both shows, uh, really do appreciate that. Jen with the big, uh, $10 super chat. Really do appreciate that. And then, uh, Bree Jones with a uh, Canadian super chat. I see that there. Okay. I see where they market there. So <laughs> very, very cool. Um, so let's go ahead and do the, um, do all the shout outs. Um, tote bags too. Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, all right. So in a beanie dance, We'll we'll get the stuff we'll get we'll get the stuff together. I I'm, I appreciate that you guys are looking for Hunter Road uh, Media merchandise like this. And BD Flint with a five dollar super chat right at the end. When I can't even talk anymore <laughs> because I keep stumbling over my my tongue. But thank you, BD Flint. All right, I really do appreciate that. Um, new follower here at uh, new Mad Hatter here at Haunted Road Media. Um. All right, so with that, without further ado, let's get to the shout-outs. Shauna, our chat shenanigator, shenanigating the chat down there. Uh, send some positive energy for Shauna. She's dealing with uh, strep, was just diagnosed with it today. So, um, yeah, any any good positive energy like that would uh, definitely be of a benefit. Um, Andrew Cox, thanks for hanging out for both shows. B3 Airspace, thank you very much. Uh, B3 Airspace and uh, Tom McNicholas both. Um, our deeper, our deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons out there, uh, patreon.com slash media. Um, awesome stuff. So, um, <clears throat> Jen, again, thank you very much. Ren Oak, uh, thank you, uh, for hanging out again. M. Labuda 61, thanks for joining us again tonight. Chipper Terry, uh, here for both shows. Ether Shadow, thank you. Uh, Danielle Heil, uh, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Pamela Rainey, thank you as well. Diane Hilbert, um, happy you love the topic uh don spooky spectacular thank you very much zippy davis thank you as much um and andrew yeah we'll hit that for you um shay carroll thank you very much and 
you know, also thanks for the, there's a lot of you guys that also retweet and share stuff out on like Facebook, Twitter, and thank you for all that stuff too. That really does help when, when you guys retweet and share stuff out. Uh, really do appreciate it. Lee Earl, thanks for joining us again tonight. Jody Brewer, thank you too. And anybody that's new, go ahead and subscribe, hit the little notification um, so that you know when we are going live or have videos coming out. Um, yeah, Shauna needs some rest, definitely. Uh, Rachel Wasson, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Donna Gorton, our uh, Cheshire cat in the house tonight. Do appreciate that. Carrie Parrish, thanks for joining us again this evening. Um, who else we got? There is BD. Really do appreciate that, BD. Uh, X Group Home Kid, thank you very much. Um, what else do we have? Uh, Bree Jones, I did thank you um, very much. Uh, Cheryl Midkiff, again, our 5,000 uh, t-shirt winner. Um, if you haven't gotten that yet, you should be uh, getting it really soon. Uh, Pungai Fungi, thank you again for joining us. Um, it's always a fun name to say, Pungai Fungi. I'm hoping I'm saying it right. It's not Pungy Fungy, is it? <laughs> um, all right, who else do we have in the house? Um, and I know it's late. It's, it's after midnight on the East Coast now. No, I'm not on the coast, but, you know, I'm East. Um, anybody else? Uh, at least it, it is after, isn't it? Oh, it's 11.59. It's almost after. Let me scroll all the way back down. Um, yeah, you got it right, Punga Funga. All right. I think that's it. Um, shout at me, yell at me, whatever, if I didn't get you. Um, I think that's going to be about it. There is a little bit of a delay, so sometimes you guys like throw it in there right at the very end, and I miss it because I've already clicked the, uh, the sign-off button. So, all right. That's it. And like Shana says, 400 videos to binge watch. <laughs> it's like, it's getting up close to 450. It's a lot. So, okay, next week, I have no idea what we're doing yet. <laughs> um, well, I think next, uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole next week, we don't have a guest lined up. So I think this is going to be our episode on mirrors. So that'll be an interesting episode. <clears throat> so, all right, everybody. I'm starting, I'm really losing my voice now. So that's going to be it. really do appreciate it. We'll catch you all next week right here. Edge of the Rabbit Hole and Inside the Upside Down, our double feature night on Tuesday. Stay tuned for uh, Friday Night Ghost Frights on Friday. Since I'm investigating that night, I'm releasing the video early. I'm going to be at OSR, Ohio State Reformatory. It's going to be a little bit of a different episode. If you guys, I haven't done one for a while, but when I do some story reading. I'm going to be doing a little bit of that this Friday. So good night, everybody. Have a good one. Till next time.